thank you so much for allowing me to share this qualification with you all. This is Gail in Texas, and I, um, I, I feel privileged to be chosen to do this tonight. Uh, in abundance, I hope the other folks who had the same date can find a, a good time slot for them as well. Uh, I hope that God will guide my words so that something will be of value to one of y'all or more, maybe, if I'm lucky. Um, but I do want to start out with uh, a prayer. I particularly loved the seven-step prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. And with a breath, I, let me tell you uh, some of my stats because I can tend to forget them. I am 73 years old. I came into my first OA meeting in 1971 or two. That was in California, a huge tent meeting. Uh, it was quite an amazing meeting, but I wasn't ready. It took me a long time to learn everything I needed to know to let go of that meanness and realize that I am a food addict for life. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, in the last four and a half years, which is when I finally found the, the bottom of the pit and pulled myself with the help of this fellowship out of that deep, deep hole and found recovery, and am still in recovery. I have released 115 pounds, uh, and I'll tell you more about what I do, but I do want to give you a little more background on what 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 I was like in the beginning. I um, I think I was born a compulsive overeater, uh, and. People who've heard me before have also heard my mother, and it's, uh, it was on her, that by the time I was three, she said I was off the weight charts, and I have been battling for most of my life because it was never enough. The food called my name, took care of me, was my best friend when I was lonely, was my uh, best friend when I was celebrating, whatever it was, it went with food, and food took priority through so much of my life. I would diet, lose weight, and jump right back. Fifteen minutes later, I'd be uh, going back up the scale no matter what I tried, and I, I did an A to Z list of everything I ever tried, which... Uh, it's pretty funny in itself, but that's one of the things that I do is these A to Z lists. But going back to my childhood, my father died when I was 11 years old, and that was the roughest thing because I adored him. My parents were very loving. I was not abused, but I was very lonely. I was an only child. 
My big sister was a drugstore because both my parents were pharmacists and kept that store open till 11 at night. My dad was diabetic. He was a type 1 diabetic, and that's part of why he died at the age of 50. Uh, it was not a time like today where there's so much more medicine that's known and, and taken care of people. Um, so as I went through life as a yo-yo, up and down the scale, uh, in and out of OA, every other spin-off of OA, every food-related 12-step program, I uh, was a good student because food and study went well together. I was terrible at sports because food and sports did not go well together. And, and I, um, I went on to college and I was very studious, but I got to my highest all-time weight of 276. So four and a half years ago when I realized either I do something or I will be six feet under or in a wheelchair, I realized it was time to take a look at where is my head and why am I listening to this disease. Um, I learned a lot through the years or I wouldn't have even been ready at that point. I don't discredit myself because I was in and out of program, but I had a lot to learn. Some people pick this up right away and my hat's off to you. I think that's fantastic because it's so important. My life changed so dramatically. So I want to jump to talking to you more about what happened to change me. Uh, the 12-step study was always important. I thought I took the first three steps. I thought I was right where I was supposed to be, but never got deep enough into the layers of my onion. And when I did start to get deeper, I'd get afraid or some trigger would throw me back out again. And I think uh, certainly HALT is the big one and that's always been a point with me if I'm too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, and I add an S for stress, find shout or halt, any way you want to look at it. Uh, but what really brought me back when it comes to focusing on expression, it's that the truth is I know I have another binge in me, but I do not know if I have another recovery. Holding on to that for dear life was part of my entry back to the world that I needed, the house at the end of the block. And in OA, I have learned that I need a balanced three-legged stool. That is the physical, emotional, and spiritual legs have got to be reasonably together just to continue to be abstinent and in recovery. Uh, on the physical side, I've gone through a lot of medical issues uh, at this point in life. Uh, about 
10 or 15 years ago, not only a diabetic since I was 19, but at that point I became a type 1 diabetic, so I need insulin at most of my meals. But what's incredible is that it's been so reduced through weight loss and good food nutrition um, that so much of my medication is down to maybe 5, 10% of what it was seven years ago, um, what it was actually five years ago. Uh, and that's been a gift. Uh, this whole program is a gift from God that my higher power, whom I choose to call God, uh, and I, I'll get on to the spiritual leg, but continuing with the emotional one, because uh, that has needed the most work. There was a lot of realization that had to be absorbed in me about the myths of childhood. I come from a family of people who also are foodies, but they control it. They go on their special diets, they uh, do exercise, they keep themselves in a body that they are comfortable in. And my entire family had no idea who was this fat person that was part of the family. And I just lived a life feeling less than and feeling stupid and not good enough, all those things, because I never grasped until more recent years that this is truly a disease, that it's not a personal failing. And this disease has been a difficult one for me to deal with because I was told God helps those who help themselves. So I thought I had to do this by myself, when in fact, I know that I need this community who understands me, who is with me, who I understand, and we can form such good relationships. All I have to do is pick up that 100-pound phone. It's not 100 pounds for me anymore. It's an easy, easy thing to do. I love speaking to newcomers, to old timers. All of y'all are precious to me. And now I've got a phone so full of numbers when I was such an isolator through most of my life. That's not true anymore. Um, so um, back on the emotional side of things. One of the major issues for me is staying positive because the negativity really ushers my disease back. I don't really think that much about food. I commit it to my sponsor in the morning. That's what I have. I enjoy it. I like what I eat, and I don't eat in between meals. I have my three meals a day, and it's satisfying to me. And what's even more satisfying is knowing that this is what's right for my body. Um, when I am too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, 
then I can start or stress. That can be a, a real open open dike for my disease to wash in. Can't allow that. The most important thing in my life today is to keep my back-to-back -back abstinence because without that, I get back into that brain fog, into that allowing of negative feelings of whatever it is, of of worry, fear, uh, procrastination, or really uh, any any issue that I might be having uh, that I'm willing to self-denigrate, to uh, put myself down, or to uh, not accept. Well, acceptance is huge. Uh, Acceptance is the most important thing in my life today. I'm sure most all of you are aware of the uh, uh, acceptance, uh, the paragraph in the big book in the chapter, Acceptance was the Answer. On page 417, it says, and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. It goes on. I strongly recommend if, if you haven't read that uh, section um, acceptance as the answer. It's an important one. The entire reading is so good. And what it means is that I need more of the 12 steps to dig into my past, my present, my future. Where is my head? When I am not in the present moment, if I'm not mindful of my thoughts and what's going on with me, I can get in trouble. And uh, one day at a time, I have been able to stay abstinent for four and a half years and have had several years of uh, being at my proper weight. Um, do I still have some body dystopia. I, I don't really know what I look like. Um, I look in the mirror and I think, well, that's not too bad. But uh, I'll focus on anything like, you know, I've aged. There are lines in my face. What, what is that about? It's about the fact that I am 73 years old. I feel more like 37, but that's just how it is. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can get to the ground and back easily. That wasn't the case four and a half years ago. I can walk for as long as I want, stand for as long as I want. It's all incredibly important to me to maintain that abstinence. And that's the physical. I spoke some to the emotional. And I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about the spiritual. Uh, early on, I thought, 
how could there be a God who would take my father away from me at the age of 11? It took me a while in OA to realize I need a higher power. And for a while, I took Mother Nature. Uh, for a while, I realized I could go back to the, uh, the religion of my upbringing, and that's when I opened myself to my view of a loving God and to call my higher power God, to learn to pray and meditate and connect to my higher power because I need that connection. I need to rely on God to give whatever problems to my higher power because I can't control it. That's where the God can comes in. God can and I can't, so I need to do my writing, put it in the God can. And after a year, I've read all these little notes and I was absolutely amazed at how many of them had come through. Just beautiful. So higher power is extremely important. And then staying positive. What do I do to keep a positive attitude, to uh, let go of some of the negativity that's around me because I can't afford it and I truly cannot? And I love music, singing, playing, listening. I use earbuds when I'm doing chores that I don't want to do to help change my attitude about it. I, I love crafts. And, and making things and weaving. I have a loom at home and I've gone back to some of that. But mostly I love laughter. Looking at some of the crazy things I've done and been in this compulsive overeating world and it's crazy. I'll, I'll share one back in my 20s. I was driving and it's, it's dark and I've got a bag of something with real small pieces in it, and the lights and the, the siren comes up behind me, and it goes up in the air, and everything that was in that bag is all over the car. And, I get, and the officer comes up to the, to, to the window, and I think, oh, could anything be more embarrassing than these little dots of things all over this car that I just threw into the air? But I, I was lucky at that point. He never said anything about it. He couldn't possibly have missed it. Uh, yeah, I got a ticket. Hey, that happens in life. Um, but really, there is so much good fun to do and see and be a part of. Um, and it's such a better replacement for the anxiety and misery. I don't have to dig that hole and bury myself in it. I can enjoy y'all and my phone calls and everything about this program can turn to the better. So if there's a theme, I would ask that you all think about how do you get out of negativity? How do you find your joy? Um, 
not that you have to speak to that, but I'd love to hear some of what you all are thinking in that in that realm. Uh, and my time is pretty much up, so I'll just say this, again: This is Gail in Texas. I'm in Central Time, and my number is two one four four zero five six seven seven one. Call any time. If I don't recognize the number, I'd appreciate if you left a message or texted me ahead. Thank you for allowing me to share with you my experience, strength, and hope. And uh, I hope that was of some value to someone here. And I pass.